0: On this week's Bet the Process podcast, we have probably our favorite guest um, that we normally have. We have Preston Johnson. Uh, Actually, we say that about everyone. So um, Preston, though, is a, a dear friend. We talk a lot of college football, literally more college football than we've talked about the entire season. And then we end with a bunch of NFL discussion and a teaser for next week. So with that, let's start the process. Bet, bet Bet bet, bet the process. Bet, bet.
1: Bet the process. Welcome to the podcast. Bet the process It's not the typical cookie cutter nonsense. If you came just for picks, you're in the wrong place, find a town with the narrative to make a strong case instead of blindly assuming a team must be tanking. We're looking for the edge of Massey body rankings, crunching all the numbers in a simulated system that break down the data analytically driven media coverage.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Bet the process podcast, where we have probably one of our top seven guests um Preston Johnson or Aileen Johnson as his moniker on the video says um uh, Preston how are you doing during quarantine you live in San Clemente now um we won't disclose the address because we don't want any of your stalker followers to show up on your doorstep but what's the latest for you in, in the wor- wor- world of quarantine
1: Things got a little bit uh more strict. I think the last couple of weeks down here in Southern California, both LA county and then orange County followed suit, which they, I think they tend to be more red and Republican down here. Uh, so they were reluctant to do so, but, uh, yeah, they, the only difference I think from where we were at before uh, a couple months back was is that they are allowing kids to still go to school if they had already started going to school. So I have a kindergartner that does attend school. They have to wear masks all day. Um, and it's a little shorter and abbreviated. They do a little bit of work at night, you know, on, on, online on a computer. But um, outside of that, we're pretty much inside just living life, getting through it.
0: Nice. And what's been um, the latest for you in the betting world? Um, You were kind of on a terrible streak for a while as someone that blindly tells your picks. I know that well, Uh, how has that turned around for you? I feel like with basketball starting and, you know, college football becoming like not so egregious to you, you're at least in a better state
1: now where I don't think you're going to have to actually get a real job. Not yet. We're, we're not to that point yet. I, I guess I do have a real job though. So I, I, I get paid to work, to work with Doug ESPN. Now,
0: no one would call working with Doug Kazarian a real job. <laughs>
1: that, that doesn't count as one. Uh, so, so That's called uh, education. I, that's called being an educator. I, I do educate him. I feel yeah. like fairly often. Like even, uh, what was he? I can't think about the time. He was asking me yesterday about he's like so you think the Browns are the si- or the the Ravens the are square the square si- dog <laughs> and I was like when we did the show on Tuesday the line was like pick or minus 1 it was minus 1 and Yeah, and I was like, so, yeah, I'm not going to tell you to bet minus 3, minus 120 now. I do think the Ravens win the game, but anyway, so he's still coming around to trying to learn the nuances of the market to some extent, but I'm happy to help Do
0: you ever really think he's going to learn the nuances of the market? Because, like, God bless Doug's soul. We all believe he's one of the kindest, nicest humans we know. Totally. Great dude, but, like, he's been around sports betting for quite some time, and for him to still say the things he says or believe the things he believes – like, he picks up little tidbits here and there, right? But, like, generally,
1: he still has a very, like, degenerate
0: attitude towards sports
1: betting, right? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's that necessarily. I think he's just stubborn in that if he sees something and he believes, like, this is, like, kind of just not, – not necessarily eye test, but to some extent. Like, I think I've done this before. It's worked before. Therefore, it's always going to work or or something to that nature. I mean, I think it's one of the things – Uh, I've had to be more open to it especially in the NFL Um, even within this season is changing approaches and being open to doing things a little bit differently and knowing that it can better your process and you know ultimately be more profitable and I haven't changed anything for college football it's nice I think last week finally just like had a week that just didn't lose any games just couldn't miss anything it's just like been so long since I had one of those Uh, yes about basketball basketball has been a great start so that's obviously helpful for the attitude but Sometimes you know, you, whether you're winning or losing, you should always be kind of checking what you're doing, your process as a whole, and uh, making adjustments. Listening to other people, being open to their opinions or their processes themselves, and um, it goes a long way. I think if you can at least have that that headspace going into this.
0: Let's be honest. Your superpower is your ability to be negative in any circumstance, right? I mean, that's that's really
1: what you're good at. The, you got to reverse jinx anything when you yeah. have the opportunity to, yeah.
2: Preston, you witnessed a, well, no, you were, you were not, you were going for the actual, wait, you were going for the actual jinx. It was you last weekend in the Rutgers Maryland game who said he was a favorite to miss the field goal. Now,
1: wasn't it? I think you were, you were the one who took over, but yeah, that one was crazy. Just I took was, over. Yeah. Well, you, you took over and it well, helped. I no, no, more. I took
2: under, I took under
1: Rutgers I mean, Maryland. you took over the, the jinxing.
2: Oh, I mean, I remember the bet was under, you, yes. You were, you were, like, you were can like, you guys
1: explain to us
0: what you're talking okay. about, or so at least Rutgers, to the listeners.
2: The Rutgers-Maryland game was 3 nothing at halftime. I had a bet of under 58. Um, and it came down to a field goal in overtime, a 47-yarder in overtime. How does one kick a 47-yard field goal in overtime when you start at the 25? Good question. Um, <laughs> I can probably
0: answer that. You, yeah. You lose, let's see. Fifteen yards? No. No, that's really seven bad. yards. <laughs> there
2: you go. Although, yeah. Anyway, Preston decided to say he was a dog to make the field goal at that point. And I said, "No, he's going to make it. Like it's over."
0: Sorry, it's you five. lose five yards. Five yards.
2: Yeah. Can I, I go? Speaking of like that yard conversion, why are field goals? Why do teams always attempt them seven yards back from the line of scrimmage? Why is that where the holder is? Why not on certain field goals, like? if you're really concerned about a block, why not snap it further back? Especially when you're like kicking. And, and then or... you can give, and then you can give like, oh, think about a long field goal, give the kicker like time to have a more of a running start, snap it further back. And so he can like, you know, it's a longer field goal, but, Think about how far they guys kick it on kickoffs.
1: It probably depends a little bit on, like, you're going to have to coach up a long snapper that's snapped one oh way his my God. entire he life. He has on one
2: job. All he getting does ex- is a long snap.
1: It, I know. It, you you know that they're gonna, like, the first time they try to go three yards further back, he's putting it, he's bowling it to the holder. That's so going to hit the ground does it, three yards
2: Okay, well, he has to snap it. He has to long snap punt too. He, he, he can succeed in two Somewhere different ways. Somewhere in between. So far. So yeah, maybe if we add, maybe you find a long snapper who can do more than two different modes and suddenly, you know.
1: Are you, have... are you saying that we should start training our kids to be like multidimensional long snappers for the yes. future? Of... The, no, the the but I, I, Rufus, I, can, I
0: mean, I, I hear what you're saying, but I also feel like they're, you know, it's the minimal amount of distance, right, that they think there's a fairly low chance that the punt's going to get blocked. Correct. Well, I'm kid. talking about field goals. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the minimal amount of yeah, distance, the and okay. and and so, I I think there's but, probably a world where that it would make sense to try slightly different things, but this might fall under the category that sometimes the best solution is the one that you can execute as perfectly as possible without actually like, like you know, like in in blackjack in the in the old days, because this all just comes back to blackjack. That's all I ever talk about. Is this idea yeah. that like the high, low system that we use for counted cards is definitely not the most advanced advantageous system, but it's, it's the one that you can execute pretty flawlessly if you practice it. I so mean, I practice the, right. g- the high opt two, which is I've- the incremental gain of like doing a slightly longer snap that you don't practice quite as much. Um, and it, you know, like everything, the cadence is all different, whatnot, I like mean, Jeff, for what that is- incremental gain.
2: Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm talking about, like, let's say you are at the 45-yard line and you have a, 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 you're a decision, like, do you go for the 62-yard field goal, which, you know, your kicker might not have that range under ordinary circumstances, but if you got a longer running start, he'd have more of a chance.
0: But then he'd have to do a 64 yard. 67, or, or 67 or yard 67
2: yeah. Okay, but think about how much further they can kick it when they have running starts. Like, think but, about but, on kickoffs.
0: They don't take that much of like some of the, some of the kickers don't even take that much of a running start. Right. They don't, but I'm saying they would kick it further if they took more of a running start. Do you know that's true? Yeah. Probably I mean, look, can't at, kick look at it the difference straight, with though. kickoffs. What?
2: Look at, look at how much further they kick kickoffs.
0: But they're not taking that much longer of a, of a thing yeah, and they, they don't have to try to, they don't have to try to be accurate part of it. Like the longer running start you take, the less, the less, the fewer accuracy you're going to have.
2: Well, yeah, there's <laughs> for sure. But yeah. if, if you're, like, in a situation where
0: it's, like – I, I think the fact that you're trying to reverse – I'm engineer, talking about high-variance situations. We should actually be talking about how we get kicking out of football. Totally. That's what this <clears throat> conversation should be because they're, kicking is the worst. And the fact that they made extra points harder is, like, the dumbest thing. I no. mean, who was he it that
2: the Browns decided not to kick extra points in the fourth quarter? Well, you, what, you what, did you guys, a- what did you
0: guys? What did you guys think of uh, the sort of the Lewis uh, Greasy Levy explanation about why they went for two down down eight? I really wasn't listening to it. I was like, "Do we have to
2: talk about this again?" Like this, I feels like <laughs> you know. We Jeff, we were talking about this
1: like two years ago or three years ago. I feel like for the first time. But what did they well, say? But
0: the process is ahead of a lot of curves,
1: Rufus. We were ahead of <laughs> a lot. Of look curves. at the trends. Yeah. So I don't usually watch with sound on. Very frequently. This is what I think is the most inter- interesting part about what happened is measuring. So we know you cut got it to eight and you go for two, you know, you're expected when probability is going to go up, but Does it, if you're doing it so early or with enough time that the other team decides to be more aggressive down one versus a tie game where, like, for example, Baltimore went for it, I believe, on a fourth down after that fact where they normally would have punted in a tie game. They end up winning the game accordingly. So you're trying to measure – because I think the Browns ended up going for two to cut it to six with, like, 14 minutes left. Yeah, it was very – it it almost seemed too early where they, like, got too cute with the – you know, quote unquote analytics, the announcers are talking about. Um, So that was, I think a really interesting kind of outlook on how that game played out where everyone's going to look and say, Oh, well, they got it and they took the lead. It was the right decision, but there are some uh, Ben Baldwin's win probability model. I noticed it actually decreased their chance by 1.2% to win the game. Uh, When generally, I think if there were only, you know, two or three minutes left, we would always agree that that's the correct decision. But in that instance, it ended up not being potentially. And, the way it broke out, you know, Baltimore ends up winning.
2: So would you say it, it it, kind of reminds me a little bit of, of the, you know, teams that are down seven um, with like a minute to go, they score and they think about like going for two to try to win the game. Now I think Ron Rivera did that against the giants earlier this year with like 40 seconds to go. I mean, I see it. Like if there's five seconds to go, you're, you're a heavy underdog in the game. It makes a ton of sense. You, you know, it's you have a better chance of of making the two point conversion than you do of winning in overtime, but when there's forty five seconds left, it's a completely different
1: calculus
0: you know no, and there's so,
1: another like fifteen percent that they go kick and win the game yeah, but, or whatever it is maybe well, so, so there's there's, there's people don't things.
0: understand nuance though there's there's two things that I think you guys are highlighting that probably the layperson doesn't really get, which is one what you do impacts how aggressive the other team plays, yeah, which is kind of effed up if you think about it right Like, it's hard to measure, ulti- yeah. ultimately you should like every other team should always be playing as optimally as possible. And they don't, right. They, they play based this whole, this is the whole idea that going up by three is probably better in some respects in certain situations than going up by four, you know, with, with like less time to go fewer time to go. And so um, what the, the thing that I had like enjoyed about the, the ESPN um, broadcast is that Levy, who is, who is good, like Levy, Steve Levy is good, um, that he brought up the point that you don't want to go to overtime because that's a 50-50 flip, a coin flip at best. And that's like the key to people starting to understand two-point math, and I've said this before, is them finally understanding that going to overtime, tying the game, is not akin to winning. It's akin to you having a 50% chance to lose the game at least. Right. Mm-hmm. In most in most circumstances, if you give the ball up to someone with a tie, you have less than a 50% chance to win that game. Yeah. You like, so you so.
2: think Deep Podesta, like, told, you know, had told Stefanski or whoever tossed to, to Stefanski that, like, you know, in these situations, it makes sense to, you know, to go for two. You know when you're down eight and late and Stefanski's like. I mean, Stefanski's
0: like... been a good coach. He's done smart things, and I, oh, thought, I know. I know. I, mean, I actually thought when they scored that, I thought there was a very good chance. And and we were all sitting on, or at least I was I had... sitting on. We were all sitting on the same ticket, right? We're Ravens sitting on plus a half. half. Yeah, uh, and the over and over. Yeah. 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 The over was um, automatic because that's part of my. That was Jeff's uh, model. Second half printing press right now. Jeff's ATM machine. <laughs> My second half NFL printing press. Um, Yeah. Anyways. So, all right. What else about the NFL? You said that you are having to rethink things about the NFL this year. What else are you rethinking?
1: Rethink maybe is not the greatest uh, word. The last month or so I just decided to stop betting earlier in the week, wait and find out what a, the COVID situation is when that started becoming more rampant within teams. And then also there's just so many injuries and sort of half injuries uh, Guys are questionable this and that. I just waited, and maybe you've noticed, or maybe you haven't. Um, I've just, I've just waited and posted, you know, and bet myself into what would be considered normally a, you know, counterintuitive, more efficient market. But I've done a lot better the last month, just giving myself more time. And I think uh, being able to evaluate, you know, player by player once it's official, and make bets accordingly, than just trying to what I've done in the past more often is betting earlier in the week into a softer market. And knowing that more often than not, that's going to be ahead. Um, it wasn't really working. At least it wasn't for the first, you know, nine or 10 weeks or so. So I, uh, I made that adjustment. And so far, so good. Maybe it's just coincidence as part of the variance within a season. But I at least felt more comfortable. My volume's gone down a little bit. And uh, it's at least paid off to this point.
0: Rufus, have you done, seen or done anything different this year in the NFL? I know you didn't have second so, halves going for a while. Now you do again. But like, has anything been different for you?
2: I mean, I've made the opposite adjustment to Preston. I think I'm like I need to go earlier. No, I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm like, let's get like, you were like that get out ahead too. of it. Yeah,
0: I was like, let's, let's why, why wait till Monday? No, <laughs> but you've always been a guy that's bet that's typically bet pretty early. So
2: I, yeah. I never bet like I have never bet on Sundays because um, you know it's the Lord's Day. I'm not supposed to bet on Sunday. Thank you, Rufus. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: what? Sorry. Anyways, are you Christian? <laughs> um,
2: depends on who's asking.
0: How about if, if Jesus your mom is asking? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, sort of. I, I I'm like, I'd say I'm closer to Buddhist than Christian these days. Like, I actually used to go to like a Buddhist. I was a member of a Buddhist center in D.C.
0: I mean, I grew up. I grew nice. up.
2: I grew up Episcopalian. So yeah. I still know like all the words to the Holy Eucharist just because of going to church growing up.
0: Preston as, a, as a Mormon who is a Christian, let's clarify that. I don't want a more person, to have any, More person. I don't want to have anyone. Yeah. Uh, what do you, which religion that's non like, that's not Mormon. Do you have the most sort of like, not respect, but interest in like, what is one that you're like, you know, you Rufus said Buddhist and you're like, Oh, interesting. And like, what would be one that like, you'd be like, huh, this is if I wasn't Mormon, this is
1: a religion I would, I would actually like uh, explore. That's a really good question. I've never been asked or thought about before. I think in general, just because especially I feel like my generation and then even younger, it's like really cool to be atheist and not be a believer of Jesus Christ, which is totally fine. I think everyone can have their own opinion, but I just, I don't think I can single out one religion that like totally interests me more than another. I, I probably could, if I sat down and thought about it for longer, but I think I disrespect people that still stand for something and believe in something um, whether it's real or not, or ends up being real or not. Like um, for me and being, you know, LDS or, or Mormon, it's a, a lifestyle that really just brings happiness. Whether I die and don't go anywhere in an afterlife, whether it was all phony, I at least felt like I lived a better life either way. And I felt better about my life either way. And so when I see other people that have, whether it's Buddhism or, or just, you know, um, if you're Catholic, whatever it may be, uh, if you have something that you believe in and you're striving to, to do to to be better yourself, to help others. Um, I just think that's super respectable. So um, just religion in general, maybe it'll make a comeback eventually, but uh, right now, yeah. If you believe in something, I think it's great. I would like
2: to say based on that speech, I will be the follower of your new religion. I, like, I think <laughs> cool. that like preach, like that was, That was very well said. And I I mean, that's what what attracted me to the Buddhism wasn't like the thought of the openness afterlife or whatever. It's like, it's the fact that this will help me be happier and like helping other people. And it's more fulfilling. And, you know, I think that's what it's about. Fulfillment. All
0: right. It's enough on religion. Let's move (laughs) on. Uh, College football. Wait,
2: do you know what Taleb says about religion? He says, it's not about, what does he say? It's not about... Um, whether there is a god, but it's just about convincing man that he is not god.
3: Hmm.
0: I'm reading antifragile. What, right? Do you now. you know what? Do you know what Nate Silver says about religion? Oh no! With the opposite of what Taleb says. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't actually know what Nate says. Has he modeled about it? He says, "I am God." He's modeled it with just a regression, so it's fun. <laughs> the,
1: the biblical regression. I like it.
0: Yeah, it's the history of regression. Um, college football. Any thoughts there? Like, what? What's the
2: latest? Are we going to do, on- are we, are we do like a week? Are we going to do this week in college? We haven't done that in a long time.
1: We can do yeah. it just because there are like their, their conference. Championship it's like
2: games. some big games. So let's yeah. let's. Do, let's I, I mean, actually
0: was like the head trader how,
2: for so my question, operation this
0: week. Question though. Me. Question. Question. So, how do you guys feel about this concept that games are going on so far into the season? There's just, it's kind of awesome, isn't it? I mean, there's just games being played. It's like it's it's almost like it, as if like bowls, right? The reason we love bowls is there's just random games happening games. all the time. <laughs> yeah, this is now the same thing. There's just random games happening right now. Just like Georgia's playing game, Vanderbilt. Random games, this weekend, but with less randomness for no, for no real reason, right? I mean, why is Georgia playing Vanderbilt just to prove to the world that if they had had JT Daniels all year, they're not they playing might... Vanderbilt. <laughs> they aren't.
2: No, that game got canceled. They 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 asked the same question, Jeff, and they decided
0: not
1: to play. It. They decided it's, not to play. It. They're
2: like, "What's the point?" Yeah. It's so sad.
1: But I mean, the, Mississippi's still playing LSU. Missouri's. They playing were they
0: day. were going to play Vanderbilt up until recently, right? Great. Right, it was canceled uh, yesterday or the day before. Yeah. And Sorry, I did guys. not bet the under. On Sorry the guys, I have a, I have a day job. Sorry guys. It's all good. Uh, okay, fine. Let's go through the big games this week. Okay. The first one, the the first, the biggest one that I'd like to talk about is. Illinois-Penn State. Just kidding. Okay, uh, UAB-Marshall. In other times, this would be like a marquee game because it would be like the early game, the only game on, right? Com- the Conference USA game used to be like the first one on on championship So is that, is that a conference championship? Yeah,
1: it is. Yeah. You know what the weirdest box score, I mean, final it's, score it's, period of, of, of the season is the fact that Marshall was undefeated and played Rice as a, over a 3-TD favorite and got shut out last week it's it's like the strangest final score i didn't even try to like figure out and go back and like what happened i was just like they maybe they just didn't care at all because they knew they were in the title game anyway but uh i this is weird just a very very weird result that uh has me thinking there might be value on marshall here but maybe they just totally punted and had a bunch of opt-outs or something that i didn't find even though i googled for it earlier this week uh but I have it a little bit higher. So I think it opened more like six and a half, which is where I had it. And you can get really? four and a half now. So um, you're, you're always way lower on Marshall. It yeah, was just, I
2: was against Marshall last year. I was just like, why didn't I bet heavy. the money line? And I'll tell you why I didn't bet <laughs> the money line. Because there wasn't value. There's never value on dogs on big money. On big, there's never value betting dogs on the money line when they're big dogs in college football. Just um, but I, yeah, I like UAB here. I think they should be – I make them a two-point favorite,
1: essentially. So that's Whoa. way way – He's NFL been a touchdown of every Marshall game, like, all yeah. year. How, and yeah. I've kept telling him, like – And Marshall covered, like, their first six or seven games. So I think I – think I like the Jets. Eventually, I'll be on. right.
0: But Rivers, are you modeling UAB's games when they weren't FBS? Um, well, that was, like, three years ago now, right? No, they,
2: they just – it wasn't they weren't FBS. They weren't a program at all. They shut it down. Well, yeah, they didn't Were play, you
0: modeling so. them when they weren't a program at all?
1: They had scrimmages. Trick question. Did
0: you get data from – I got data from their non-games. I had a call with Ted Knutson today, which was kind of nice. It was nice to talk to him. I think Um, that's
2: something worth talking about, but I think we should make it through college football first.
0: Okay. Uh, MAC championship. Buffalo minus 13.5 against Ball State. Balls. Preston, are you upset that Western Michigan isn't in this game? I feel uh, like you were on Western Michigan a lot this year.
1: Was I? I don't think I was. Oh, no, no. You
0: were, you were on Akron a lot this year.
1: <laughs> was I? They are like the <laughs> no, bottom three team in the country. I didn't bet a ton you of Akron. I, 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 I bet Northern Illinois twice early. I think they split I had, the first two games. I had, Akron,
0: yeah, I, I, I had Akron in some game. I can't remember who they are playing. But I literally – I probably was against Ball State. I, I, I just – I've never seen a team so bad. So I remember bad. you
1: texting me that you just looked like a practice or something. Yeah, I know stupid. what you're thinking of. There was that wild Maction finish Toledo-Western Michigan game where they were down like three scores in the fourth quarter. There was a bunch of officiating calls where they had first downs. They weren't even giving them the first down, even though the marker said that it wasn't a first down. And then they get like two onside kicks. And no,
0: they got one onside
1: kick. Only one? Okay. That's why you thought that I'm always on Western Michigan because we actually spiked and binked that one somehow from way behind in the
0: but like it was that was like there are games in life and western michigan was a fun team to bet on because of those wide receivers that were super explosive that could like yeah in college those wide receivers that can get separation and can like turn slants into like 80 yard like nothing that's that's fun um anything on this game guys buffalo ball I think we State? Both like ball states so i don't remember what yeah.
1: rufus's number was but i think it's I think double digits, meaning like ten, is closer to fair, and this has moved up from like eleven and a half up to thirteen and a half. I would bet it at fourteen for sure if it gets there.
2: Yeah, I make it. I make it. Oh, you haven't bet it yet? I haven't bet it either. I don't know why. Oh, you have? I have it highlighted, but I haven't bet it for some reason. Um, Buffalo's
1: been crazy, crazy good. It's kind of one of those teams you have to just try to play catch up on. But I I could get this to being a fourteen point spread, which I believe DraftKings is fourteen right now, actually. So okay. uh, Let me yeah, if it heads that guy. way, and it's more regular, or text your guy and snag some. But yeah, I like Ball State a little bit. 14 for sure. I'll be buying some. So Preston, my number without priors would have been 12.2,
2: and including priors, it's eight and a half.
1: So, so still, you know what? I I actually, I'm glad you made that comment, just because I had to do this for some shows yesterday, which I didn't know was as uh, what's the enlightening as I expected it to be last week explaining this to a few people, but they said after, like, that was a really good point and a really good way to put it. Thanks. It was the LSU-Florida game. And I was trying to explain to people, like, I understand LSU's been pretty bad, and they started the season just – awfully and now they're down to their third string quarterback but I was trying to kind of make the connection of players still hold some sort of value even in week whatever the week is right now I don't even know anymore for college football but I was saying that even though this is plus 23 and a half right now I said with my priors like this should be like under 17 Mm -hmm. okay but even if I threw those out completely and I gave Florida every benefit of the doubt and every variable that I account for this season I basically looked at all of the performance from this season I still only had that number at 19. yeah, That's like best case scenario for Florida. We're getting 23 and a half and they have the SEC title game against Bama coming up that everyone's talking about. We covered it on Daily Wager. Bama at Florida before the LSU game they were supposed to play in a few days. Anyways, that, I just thought that was interesting was talking now about know, hey, Buffalo. Doug, like Doug Buffalo, best the case you have a 12 and, and you're getting potentially 14. It's, it's just too high, I think.
0: I think Doug gave out the money line on that Florida game. So
1: he's a little better than you are. He might have texted me to ask if it was worthwhile.
0: Hold
2: (laughs) on. I got to send a message now and see what price we can get on
1: this. (laughs) My guy. Before the the pot ends, you're probably going to have some 14. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. um, Pac 12 championship game. SC Oregon.
1: I know who Rufus likes. I think it is dead on at three. Uh, I'm two point seven, so I mean three and a half's out there. I understand why they're getting clipped. USC's had some fluky good wins late that just they, Slovis pulls it out in the final like drive, Slovis. essentially. Um, maybe he'll be an NFL guy eventually one day. I know some guys that bet over at sixty two, mm-hmm. sixty two and a half. I did not. I think I have a closer to sixty five, so I would I guess lean that way just because USC's been so poor against the run. Well, you have it, it at sixty five? Can do. But. You have it at sixty five? Sixty-five point six.
2: So you so when it was USC Washington, didn't you have it like way low?
1: Yeah, the difference is Oregon's like they're like I think they have like the seventh most turnovers in, in college football, and my expected points for Oregon and just their grades in general are a lot better offensively than their actual. And then Washington's like the reverse. Like so, yeah, that that was about under 58, and a half, 58 when it was Washington. USC was also a play and then it got canceled obviously like we know now but uh i actually prefer over now at this this right i think you know usc offensively they're outside the top 100 in epa per rush defensively they're outside the top 50 um and so they're you know usc's great through the air it's like the semi air raid so they're going to be throwing against an oregon defense that hasn't performed well and an oregon offense that has and can hopefully not fumble or have the QB throw interceptions as often. I didn't end up betting over. It wasn't enough yeah. for me to bet, but I, that's why I do lean that direction. Is really the the swing between Washington and Oregon. So you have
2: that as a like like a thirteen point difference or something it between was Washington and Oregon.
1: Sixty five point six, and then it would have been um, like fifty four. So wow. yeah, almost twelve, like eleven so and a half.
2: I have Oregon rated as, as as in terms of total place relative to average, forecasted a zero point one plus zero point one, so a little more. And overall total rating is a plus one point six. USC, I have is an overall total rating of plus 1.7. Washington, I had as a um, minus 5.3. Yeah, so a pretty big difference there. But, but so my difference, yeah, that's...
1: Washington also had, because the whole question mark was, they have so much COVID. Like, are they even going to be able to play the game? And then if so, how many of their offensive guys are going to be out? The QB was also questionable. So that also played a role where I think there was upside to the under potential.
2: Yeah, I would have made, made the total 52.5 Washington-USC. And actually, I bet the under there. That like before yeah, that the That was, was moved,
1: I, we had talked through. Yeah, yeah,
2: they, we were on the same side, but I move it up to a fifty-nine point three instead of a sixty-five. So, oh wow, okay, yeah. So I'm, I'm basically so you got, you might like under then here soon. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's it was sixty-four 60 and a half.
2: half. It's sixty-four and a half. It was it opened yeah. sixty and a half. Right. I'm looking
0: I, at it right now. On yeah, Chris. it's been better. That's up. got steamed
2: up big time. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. that's
0: something I might like. I just still have like I, I, I visions could see myself of- liking it. Of how bad Oregon sucked. Against I say State. as I log
2: on to bet it right now. That, that <laughs> Messenger a, guy, Ball I I'm literally said, "Well, I said, okay, I said, what's best no, number I can get on Ball State right now?" He says, plus thirteen and a half is the best. No 14s in Vegas at the moment."
1: That is correct. Yeah. Wait that one out. I mean, we might see more fourteen.
2: You think? What about the USC? Should I go right now on my under bet?
1: Yeah. If you if you I, if you want to bet it, you can get sixty four and a half at certain places.
0: okay Okay. um big 10 title
2: see this is like you know this is the excitement that we have like i'm big 10 this is this is what they mean when they say live betting right yes
0: big 10 championship game which is northwestern and ohio state ohio state is giving 20 and a half to northwestern yeah I'll go first. Sorry, is go. get yeah giving 20 what am I? Saying? I'm going to go first. I like
2: Ohio State here. I laid we I laid a little like I I moved as I said, I went early this week cuz I could get 10,000 down on Sunday. Um yeah, I they could, had nice limits
1: for these championship yeah, games early. Those came up.
2: I was like, "You know what? While while the these late football games are going on, I'm just going to like sneak in these bets while nobody's noticing." And yeah, I got 10,000 at um Minus twenty and two thousand and minus nineteen and a half, minus one fifteen. So, um, I thought it. Yeah, I, I, I just I know it's going to be played very slow. North, Northwestern is like a, they're molasses. Um, they're yeah, so they run a good number of plays. They just suck at suck at getting yards, and they are good <laughs> at stopping other teams from getting yards. That's my in-depth analysis there. But let's see. I'm yeah. I make it twenty-five and a half almost. And the, the funny thing is. Without priors, they only make it fifteen so I yep it's I just I'm not sold on northwestern
1: so there are two games where Rufus and I disagreed pretty heavily. this is one of them uh, I'm pretty sure I'm only like eighteen and I was able to get five thousand on a plus twenty one and a half earlier Sunday as well I, I waited on totals, but sides they were taking five even earlier on sunday so uh, it's not I don't know if it's ever going to get there again, maybe it does get but up, but I think I know it's it's kind of been this battle where it got to twenty one and it went down to nineteen and a half again, then pushed back to twenty-one and then back to twenty and a half where it settled. Uh so I think there are some differentiating different opinions, I should say, uh, on this game. The one I bet for more, or I at least got my fill on was the under at fifty eight and a half and fifty eight, which I still think fifty seven and a half places, fifty seven's probably the last number I would bet under. Uh, but a lot of that's to do with Northwestern. I know like your price, for it's example, that. it's twenty five, but looking at this season it's 15, like their their defense is is just elite. It's uh, I think it's their top eight. They're fifth in EPA and their eighth in success rate. And the reason they're winning games isn't because of their offense. Their offense ranks 91st in EPA, ranks right. 107th in success rate. They're finding ways. And defensively, I mean, and, and you talked about the pace obviously being down. If there's a team in the Big Ten this year that can slow down Ohio State to some extent, it's them. And where their elite, elite, elite is their second, in EPA against the pass um, the only team better than them at Cincinnati and we'll get to that game in a second and so slowing down Justin Fields and the Buckeyes game that kind of lines up and typically like last year Ohio State could have relied on a run game where Northwestern's a little bit weaker but they lost multiple offensive linemen to the NFL they lost J.K. Dobbins the NFL the Ohio State run game hasn't been nearly as effective as it's been in the past years they just haven't played as many games together either uh, and then on the flip side I think Ohio State's defense, which gets crushed on for being so bad this year because they remember that Indiana game where they gave up like 500 passing yards to Pennix, and they, you know, haven't been as good in the secondary. It's true, um, but they still rank like 15th overall. They grade out 15th overall. They're second against the run. Like, you're not going to be able to run against them at all. So, overall, I think it's just as conducive to an under before I would bet the side. But at 21 and a half, I had had to take some. I just – I thought it was just – it's hard to get margin at, you know, over three scores, I think, against this Northwestern defense period.
2: So – the funny thing is, I actually have Northwestern as a team that like plays like they're running um, more than an average number of plays. Four plays more than average a game. They have a new of,
1: offensive. I of, mean, they got right. Peyton so they're, Ramsey. They're, too. they're not yeah. playing
2: slow. They have been great, but I want to ask you: what What is more predictive, offense or defense?
1: Offense.
2: Offense, right? So, do you think there is any chance that Northwestern might not be quite as good on defense as they have been so far? Their true talent, their true level.
1: I mean. Definitely. They, I also, I talked to someone about this game and the total he was, he leaned under, but he didn't think it was a worthwhile, bet. I bet it anyway, Northwestern's actually played in three games that you would consider had some winds and weather that affected the offenses. So defensively, they may be uh, like overachieving, so to speak, if you were to at least adjust for the weather factors in those three games or just take them out completely. And then there's a chance their offense should be better because they've played it in three weather games where the winds really affected it. So, um, yeah, there's, there's definitely a chance that, you know, they've overachieved on the defensive side of the ball. Um, offensively, I still Not think pretty offense. inept. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have them as
2: the 79th-rated offense and the 8th-rated defense in
1: college football. I think that's about right. Yeah.
2: But yet, I still, I mean, I still make the total – what do I make it? I don't you like get the – You the total, Laura,
1: but you do like Ohio State just quite a bit more. I do.
2: That's true. I mean, I, ma- I make the total um, – you know, I have to check the weather forecast – just kidding, it's in a dome. Um, I make the total 59
0: and a half. Okay, let's yeah. move it's on to the Big 12 championship game, which is Ohio- Iowa State uh, getting six and a half against Oklahoma. This game is being played at AT&T Stadium, also in a dome. Rufus, So, don't worry so about this me. is inter- so
2: without priors, I would make Iowa State a small favorite. I'd make them a half a point favorite, actually. With priors, wow. I make it five point eight. So literally, I'm right on market. So I think this is I mean, you're not I mean, literally right on market. The what is, the, is a, not what's the market? Point, <laughs> the spread is not five point eight. Yeah, but you, Jeff, Jeff, you're talking about a, a median number. I'm converting that median to a mean. Okay, and your mean is what yeah. literally the five the the if if you look at the market. <laughs> It's minus five point five. True price of minus one third. No, no big probability of fifty point eight percent. I don't even have a screen in front of me, but okay. which converts to five point
0: eight. You're full of shit. Anyways, yes, I'm full of shit. just look up the word literally, and we'll be fine. Uh, Iowa State, I mean, it's Oklahoma. Six, it's,
1: it's up to six and a half, huh?
0: Okay, Preston. Uh, so what, all, are you,
1: what are you all, thinking? Only Chris is six and a half. It's basically five and a half. Chris is else.
0: taking
2: a strong opinion there.
1: I. I have at seven, so I would lean to the Oklahoma side. I haven't bet it, but uh, I do like under some. I haven't bet that either, but that would be my biggest edge in this game. Uh, I think by far Oklahoma's best defense, they are ninth in EPA, ninth in uh, success rate, and that's not accounting. Those are just the raw numbers. I have a a weight I give for strength of schedule as well, but the fact that they play in the big 12 against pretty good offenses regularly, and they're still top 10 in both defensive metrics. I have a number really 10 strong. Alex, ten Grinch, ten Blake, but he came, he came in second year now as defensive coordinator. He came from Washington state where um, he was able to put up, you know, a pretty good defense alongside Mike Leach for a few seasons in a row when Washington state was winning 10 plus games. Uh, so I think they figured that out. Now the problem is, is, this is the least efficient offense Lincoln Riley's fielded in the last few years. So they didn't really line this up perfectly. <laughs> like they could have, uh, they're outside the top 25, I think, in a couple of those metrics. Now, you know, they're playing defense. Wait, wait, Preston, where good. would
2: you rate the Oklahoma offense now, though? Like, what, what's your actual rating on them? Because if you make the line seven, you think their defense, like, I have their defense rated
1: 10th. Okay, so you have their offense probably inside the top 20 barely? No, I have guess. their
2: offense fifth in the NFL. Fifth, not fifth, oh, fifth in college football. Oh, I'm NFL? Fifth in the NFL? Fifth then, in college football. Then the so difference for us is, Iowa, is the Iowa it,
1: State side. I was shocked you had the okay. priors on Iowa State as a favorite. To be completely honest, without priors. without season.
2: priors? so I have yeah, Iowa, that's, Iowa that's State crazy. is the number, um, the number eleven offense in college football, and the, I'm, I guess
1: I'm just high on them, huh? Um, I mean, they part of it is the fact that eleven I don't know if offense because they, they beat Oklahoma earlier thirteen this defense. It was it was Spencer Rattler's first road game early in the year. Yeah. Oklahoma goes into Iowa State, they lose thirty-seven thirty. That's probably playing a role as if they had a head to head matchup. Um, but now I'm, I'm definitely lower on Iowa state as a whole. I, I think it's crazy. They have two losses, one to Lafayette and they're number six in the college football. Playoff.
0: Where do
2: you, where do you put them? What's your rating for them? Like or ranking, I should say just uh, overall.
1: Just, yeah, just give me 10 seconds. It's on a different tab.
2: That's fine. I understand that the, the, the struggle of tabs is
1: real. Oh, I, I have them 11th, just ahead of Wisconsin, North Carolina.
2: And where do you it's, have Oklahoma? Exist.
1: Um I have them basically tied with Notre Dame for 5th. Okay, see I
2: have Oklahoma ranked crap, I was sorting incorrectly. Yeah, I have Oklahoma ranked number 5, Iowa State number 10.
1: Okay, so you're slightly higher on Iowa State, but maybe yeah. not too much. I mean we're only 1.1 points difference. That's good. Uh, yeah. But anyways, no, I think it'll be a good game, but I don't know if I'll end up betting it. If I did, it would just be the fact that I'm not sure the markets completely got up to how good this Oklahoma defense could be. And, you know, Iowa State's solid all around. So, and they're going to try to run the ball with brace Hall and he's like their horse and that's going to eat up possessions. It's what worked when they played earlier in the year. Only Oklahoma couldn't stop it earlier in the year. They've just gotten so much better on that side of the ball since that. Um, that's my look if I had to bet the game right
2: now. Okay. I make the total 58.6. So I don't really have an opinion there if it's where it was early in the week.
3: Right.
2: Like the, the great thing about betting college football <laughs> early in the week, aside from the fact that Twitter people are like, "Ah, oh, he bets early in the week. He must know nothing. Um, is the fact that I don't have to look at the odds until later. I mean, I don't have to look at the odds later. Okay, I'll stop. Are you done? I'm done.
0: I don't want to interrupt you when you're on such great such a Just great a role. run. Yeah, such a great role. That that's why uh, my traders look at it instead. UL Lafayette against um the Mormon killers, Coastal Carolina. Too soon. Too too so, soon. I have
2: a strong opinion here. And yeah I I press I think you agree, but not maybe not as strong as I agree. I think the wrong team is favored. And I think the oh, right crap, team I is I shouldn't favored, say that but... because I, I don't oh, actually yeah. think the wrong team is favored. What I'm saying is my numbers, my, my model says the wrong team is favored, which means, but obviously I have a healthy amount of respect for the, healthy respect for the market. So I would
1: not obviously book it at that price. Yeah, give, give it some time. Maybe the market will get closer to agreeing with you eventually. I, I have Coastal Carolina, a very small favorite. Like I think it's 1.2. It's, it's, it's one something. Yeah. So good enough for me at four or three and a half. The three and a half are disappearing at minus minus one ten though. There's not a ton left. Uh, Already offshore um it's you know Lafayette and Coastal Carolina they I think this this is ultimately it I think earlier this season when they met Lafayette was laying nine and I know we've been upgrading Coastal Carolina like crazy they've played and deserve all the credit in the world but is it really like a two TD swing within the season against the Lafayette team who by the way beat number six Iowa State earlier in the year themselves like you can't use awesome season like I just there's too much built into Lafayette that I don't think you can. I just yeah. I think this number is definitely, and I've again upgraded Coastal Carolina just as heftily as I could every week. And this is yeah, it's just too high. I'm going to it's call bullshit bit, though. You,
2: you can't call out Iowa state for losing to Lafayette and be like, they must suck. They lost to Lafayette and then be like,
1: Lafayette beat Iowa state. I, I, they're good. I didn't say that. You misunderstood me. I said that uh, I was no. giving Lafayette credit for beating me. Iowa state. I know, but I would say I was giving Lafayette credit for beating number six, Iowa state. And you made it a credit. point
0: that it was, it was amazing that they had beat that they'd gotten beaten by Lafayette and they're still, and right. we're still in number six, whatever in the, in the FBS. Yeah, yeah. So I'm giving oh. Lafayette credit
2: for coming off of a buy also. That's, that's, just wanted to throw that out there. They're, they're going to be better. So this, game,
0: this game is going to close. I bet this game closes under three. Anyone want to bet me?
2: I mean, I took four and three and a half even money early. Um, well, not even that early. This was um, – but I, I hope you're right.
1: Yeah. Coastal Carolina was like 34 seconds from losing just last week against Troy. Yeah, Roy.
2: yeah. And, and I had a – Three bet plays bet. and
1: they scored to win, but – I,
2: I got screwed over by that. I had a second half under – or I had some second oh, half Oh, dang. Back. I think it was a second half under that, like basically just, yeah. Or was it? Second half Troy. I think we I know. know. Second half Troy it happens. Maybe. I don't remember. Oh no no! I had a second half Coastal Carolina, but the under. I don't remember. Sorry.
0: Okay, and we regress. <laughs> uh, there's lots of bets on. A, I mean,
2: I'm sure you know, Jeff, how many bets there are on a college football set Saturday. Three, yeah, but we're just going
0: only doing the championship ones. games.
1: Yeah, there's four more.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't have get, anything
1: in Clemson Notre Dame, but I know Rufus does like a side, so he can I feel take like that I quickly. like a side and everything here. It seems like
0: I I liked
2: Notre Dame at um, I got them at eleven. I don't. I'm not. I wouldn't take it at ten, but if it if it, ten and a half most spots still. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I make it a little over seven. Obviously, I still have a healthy respect for the market, and um. And I I lean – well, actually, I have a strong play on the under.
1: Correct. Yeah. I lean that way, did not bet it myself. But I think that would be where I'd go. I think an interesting point from their first matchup because everyone talks about the offense and Trevor Lawrence not playing. Defensively, I think Clemson was taken aback a little early. They took some punches. But at halftime, they made great adjustments. I don't think Notre Dame scored for, like, the first 25 minutes of the second half. And then Clemson was up 10. They went into prevent offense mode. And then Notre Dame scores twice in those final five minutes to force overtime, and they end up winning the game in OT. Uh, I think those adjustments Clemson made were awesome. They're going to have, obviously, a lot more time and preparation to put into this one to slowing down Notre Dame and the Irish on offense. And uh, I would definitely look under at these current numbers. I personally think Clemson should be about uh, 10 or 10.5. I'm 10.3. So uh, pass on the side.
0: All right. We got Tulsa plus 14 and a half against Cincinnati. Um, this is in Cincinnati, so home game for Cincinnati. Forty-four and a half is the total. That is a low total. It is. It it's it opened at 47, didn't it? Correct. And but the down.
2: let's see the weather. I'm looking at my weather thing. I have the weather I put in before was 41 miles an hour, seven or forty-one degrees, seven miles an hour. 41 rain. miles an hour that is it this would be
1: 35 and a half now if that was the case and some <laughs> potential rain that, um or precipitation I should say this is the other game I know our side number uh, disagreed pretty heavily
2: yeah I didn't take I didn't play it I make it seven I have not either yeah I
1: make it, and I, <laughs> yeah. and I, make it close, I was like 12 and a half so it's kind of close at 14 and a half now with the hook why do not you guys just cross I mean, it 15?
2: I make it I make it 13.4 with a, with no prior so
1: that's closer this, this is the my, my main thing like,
2: I mean, it's just not worth – like 15, 16, like it, yeah. the difference between – if I make it 17 and the number is like
1: 14 and a half, there's not – You, you like would have bought it at 13 and a half, but it didn't really yeah. get there. And then it popped back after 14s. Uh, my, my thing is that ultimately uh, I think a lot of people the, – the narrative, if we want to use that word here, is that Tulsa has been lucky all year because they, I guess, have been, if you want to look at it that way. They've now been down two or three scores in four games – that they've won the game outright. And so people look at that and they say, oh, well, like fluky, crazy comeback wins. Uh, One of them was with the backup quarterback. Uh, Maybe that's part of it. It's kind of fluky variance. But also a lot of it has to do, I think, defensively, adjustments they've made second half, Phil Montgomery and their staff have been phenomenal. Like the fact that you hold Central Florida to nothing in the second half, they can't move the ball against you. One of the best offenses of the last few years, every year, this year included, they just don't score on you. In the second half, like, I think that's telling to some degree because you're making adjustments that are working and you're actually giving your offense that's down two or three scores opportunities to come back and win, and then they've done that multiple times. And so I don't think it's as fluky as people think because they have a top 15 defense, whether it be EPA, success rate, yards per play, whatever it is. And if you look at what Cincinnati has done, who, by the way, will not have played for nearly a month when they finally play this game. Tulsa at least had the Navy game, uh, I think, two weeks ago, and that's when they had – uh, this guy canceled last week and they pushed it back to this weekend – Cincinnati's best defense that they've seen is UCF, who ranks 46th in EPA and 75th in success rate. That's the best defense Cincinnati's seen. This Tulsa side of the ball, which, by the way, incorporates a 3-3-5, which people that have heard me talk about 3-3-5 in the past with Bronco Mendenhall and BYU teams against quarterbacks that haven't seen it before. uh, It's very, very interesting, but it, like, never loses. Uh, I am interested in Tulsa at 14 and a half, especially when this Tulsa against teams, like, that score similarly to Cincinnati, like Memphis, SMU, Central Florida couldn't get past I think it's 24 points is the most UCF scored 24 or 26 I believe uh, like it's hard to cover more than 14 and a half points when you're going against a defense that just isn't going to give you more than that um, anyways so I have lean Tulsa for sure I just numbers wise like a 12 and a half and a 14 and a half would be a smaller play um, so I'll probably end up on Tulsa to some degree but uh, it won't be a big one
0: all right final game Oh, sorry. No, two more. Alabama minus lot. 17 against Florida, 73 and a half. It's going to be a good game. Should be fun to watch, right? Yeah.
2: I I have, I have nothing on the side. I'm right on market. Basically 16.7. I, I do like the under, I took under 75 and a half um, for a little bit. Although it's, you can't get much down early in the week in totals but
1: <laughs> I, I gave you that like, I, I i went in on 73 through 74 and so i think you took a little bit after that it um it was like oh, the wait, next did, day oh wait did you take the over yeah i'm on over why don't we just cross big I don't free know. Cross. we should have because we talked somewhat like monday i think <laughs> I but never, i
2: mean again you said you took 70 over 73 and a half and i took under most 75 most of it 73 now,
1: so. 73 and a half 74 it's a mix of all those yeah yeah, yeah. The, See, for I'm, me i mean I don't know if – I, I just wanted to say, I don't know if people give Alabama enough credit. I know FPI, as of last week, this is the best team in the history of FPI's database. Like, Alabama, like, like just to beat Arkansas 52-3 to last week, do what they did to LSU, who had been performing well, and then they do what they did to Florida. Like, beating A&M, who I think is one of the top five teams in the country, arguably, or not, not quite, I think, ratings. like, But, I mean, they deserve to be fifth. If that's where the playoff thinks they should be ranked based on the body of work. By 28, I think it was the final. So, like, Alabama's just been so good. I'm concerned that my over, even though my numbers say it should be higher, uh, if Alabama – because my, my – my here, this is what I'm trying to articulate. They're going to be a blowout like, game. They're going to get to, like, 49 to 56, yeah. which is fine. But if defensively, since that Ole Miss game where everyone remembered they went back and forth into the 40s every possession, finally Alabama got one stop and they barely beat Ole Miss. Since then, their defense has been elite. And if Florida can only get to, like, 17 themselves, then that's where I lose this, I think, ultimately, is if, you know, Bama maybe has one turnover and Florida just can't keep pace. But if Trask is able to, which we've seen them do against most teams they've played this year, then this is going to fly over anyway. But uh, I'm a little bit concerned that Alabama is just even better than I have currently rated on the defensive side of the ball just because the last five to six games have been a different Alabama defense than those first few. Where was the, the best team to? in the For-
0: history of the FPI, you said.
1: Where would this have to get to for you? Before the Arkansas game, that was what uh, those guys were saying, yeah. Go ahead, Jeff, sorry.
0: Where would this have to get to for you to take some Alabama? Uh,
1: I have fair at like 16 point something, 16.2 or 16.4. So it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not going to take 17 and a half, though, with Florida. (laughs) It would probably need Uh to be like 20 before I jump in. All
0: right, final game. The darling of the Bet the Process podcast San Army? Jose State, oh. plus six and a half against Boise State in Las Vegas. Um, over under 56. We got to do a shout out to Brent Brennan, the uh, coach of San Jose State, who I have played crafts yeah. with in Vegas, and who has turned a team that was like, what did they have? one or two wins a couple
1: seasons ago? Back-to- back seasons, like they went two and 10 and one and 11. Like two That was the
2: year we were they were our team, right? We, we only like bad teams generally.
0: Well, the, the three teams typically are what Rutgers, Army, uh, San Jose State. Army, Army. but Army's more Army has been decent when we've picked when we've been picking. They up. they were decent because we picked them. They used to be bad and we
2: recovered them.
1: The Jets have overtaken all yeah. forever um, and
2: ever. Guys, speaking of the Jets, my line it's not just that it doesn't show value in the Jets this week. I actually have the line higher. I have the Rams number Higher than the spread. Like, I make it 17.3 and the spread 17.
1: It's going to 17.3. Like let's a sad let's day. finish
0: this college and then the game yeah. and then move on to the NFL.
1: I'll just say quick because I didn't end up playing it. I talked and I was close to over at 54 it was, and now it's gone. So I should have bet it, but I had chickened out. And I only had it close to 57. So I didn't. But I also feel like the San Jose State defense is graded a lot better than they. Kind of are. So uh, I feel like my 57 maybe was a little short. Uh, we'll see where that ends up closing. But uh, side, I have Boise State pretty much right at seven. So six, six and a half, not enough for me to play them.
2: Ruth? Um,
1: I make it around 10,
2: actually, um, without priors. But, you know, as you said, San Jose State, your guy. What about with priors? You make it, no, with priors, I make it minus 10. Without priors, I make it minus seven. Boise State. I, I've laid off of it. Um but Wait, I'm
0: confused. The priors are better for San Jose State than no, for like minus ten and
2: minus of ten. 11. Minus ten regular. Minus seven without priors. Sorry, I might have said it wrong.
0: You you did say it wrong. So priors so. help
2: Boise State in this case. Boise right. State had Which a we would crazy think. Cause, game cause, against Wyoming. I was watching that at the end because I had I had second half oh, yeah, wagers on point. it. Oh, like it was, it was a huge snowstorm going on. Like, it was like a blizzarding. and It was a blizzarding. I, I faded it, it actually. It was, it's the same. Was it was one of my was happening outside my window right now, where there's, like, 50-mile-an-hour the winds and, and snow going sideways. No, it's <laughs> awesome. I like, I got my hat on. I'm ready to go outside.
0: Um, Okay. Let's move on from there. Okay. Um, Boise State has it, seemingly been, like, so, like, this season, I feel like the – the crappy teams that we used to pay so much attention to this season because it's all been so compressed, like, those teams just don't get – like, I guess it's just because, like, Coastal – teams like Coastal just stepped up and were much more – Coastal and Cincinnati were much more interesting than the the traditional, like, mid-major schools that that are interesting. By the way,
2: Rutgers isn't nearly as bad as as normal. This is, like – we might have to abandon them as a
0: bet-the-process team. We haven't really talked about them much this year. So I think we haven't talked of about any. Them. We
2: literally have talked zero college football this year.
0: No, we haven't literally talked about zero college football. We've talked we've about keep working on that word. You keep using that word incorrectly. We've talked about fewer college footballs. Lesser, Lesser. than evils. Okay. Uh, NFL. Anything interesting to you people this week? Yeah, a lot this week for me. Really? Yeah. That's interesting.
2: It's it's weird. This week I'm showing a lot, which can't be a good sign. Last week I like crushed college football and got crushed in the NFL. Um, Although I didn't have a lot of, I don't know about you, Preston. I didn't have a lot of value in the NFL overall. I had some leans and some like number. I was able to get some good numbers, and so
1: just relative to market and stuff throughout. Right,
2: exactly. If I have a lean on one side and I'm getting essentially close to and close to like the market, no big price. Like I'll I'll play it.
1: And those uh, ended up, I only ended up play. on two side positions, the Baltimore and uh, then Dallas. I ended up betting minus three the morning of. Uh, but other than that, uh, I, I, went, I split two totals that I bet. But that was it. So I basically had four pregame positions, I think, total.
2: My biggest position was on Cincinnati just because of the number. Like, I, I was able to get like – I was getting plus three and a half, minus 120 when the number was – the market was like three. and I kind of found a rogue bad price, as they a road, say? Exactly. Those, those, are, those yes. are amazing the rogue
0: um
2: by by the two picks i gave out on the bet the process podcast last week although they didn't count for the bets for for our tracking because i didn't give out a number jeff so in the future i'll be giving out numbers those ones are going
1: to win more often for
2: sure yeah so wait maybe i should not give out numbers then because i would like i care about my my monies 67 percent, yeah um but no those ones won like arizona and baltimore yet yet i had a yet nfl got crushed of Otherwise, but on to this week.
0: Cool story, bro. Uh, move on, moving this. on. Who do you like this week, Roof? Um, should we go down the slate? Do i, or I like... on the slate. We don't, um, we don't have that much time. Okay.
2: So the biggest my the the team I like the most here is New England. Uh, it's more that. Jeff is giving me the cringe. No,
0: I like New England. We like New England no, it's also. It's so and interesting how when, I, when it popped out of the magical machine, I looked at it and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't." believe So, oh, oh
2: crap! Do I want to win? Should I say a number or not?
0: What? what okay, what's um, the market number? Don't say a number. I don't care if we get tracked by Betstamp. Okay, We're not it's two. It's
1: two at Chris, right? Like, there are definitely an option off to shop around and get some yeah, teasers. Two, two. It's it teaser seems likes. like two. Yeah, it's two. I
2: it was, got it, it at plus three, minus one hundred and twenty, and some plus two and a half even money. Um, and I I make the Patriots a favorite here. I'm, I think they should be a two point favorite. It's, um, there. So Miami last week were plus seventeen in turnover EPA against Kansas City in one game. They gained seventeen expected points off of turnovers, and yet mm-hmm. they still required a touchdown, a, like a, a last minute score just to. Get a, a backdoor cover, yeah. right? A couple, like so. They they were still down, like what seven? They were down twenty at one point in the second half, despite at that point being like so, like plus seventeen in turnover. So it's, I just don't think Miami's that good. Like on a per play basis this year, they're below average. I think they're on the both. only
1: team that's had a turnover in every game this year. They're, they're or an interception. I should
2: say. Feel like, it feels like. I mean, Xavier Howard's making these crazy plays. They're it seems like they're getting a defensive or special team touchdown every week. But oh, I have I them as below average. And both rushing and passing yards per play on both sides of the ball, and um, they're—I think—they're not quite below average on play success. But but in New England is a team that it seems like like they're extremely high variance. They played some really really good games and some really really bad games, and it seems like the market continuously overreacts to you know, to the recency. There, you know, after Denver and San Francisco, the market thought they were all bad. Um, after the first few games in the season, they were you know a Super Bowl contender with Cam. You know, then they um, had another good game, and then they got, like, absolutely smoked last weekend by the Rams. And now, you know, people are like, is Cam going to get benched? Um, You know, I think this is, you know, the zigzag thing. This is time to buy.
1: I think it's a, I think it's a perfect matchup too. And you look at Miami's defense, you mentioned all of the turnovers and probably they're like, they're running good, so to speak. Uh, They're also ninth against the pass and success rate, but only 21st against the run and success rate. So with Cam Newton as an option to run, just the fact that the Patriots with Harris and everybody else can at least run the ball to some extent, I think effectively uh, that's where Miami's been weakest and you're not going to give them opportunities to make these crazy interception plays and stuff. So uh, I lean your guys' way as well. I, have it basically picked though not quite New England a favorite.
0: All right. Jeff, do he you does your well, Jeff, what does 15. your model have? What's that? What does your model have? We have I mean we What's like your number? We, New England should
2: be a favorite. Okay. Nice. Um, okay I like Houston plus seven. Is, is it still plus seven? It's still is plus seven. Yep. You can get you can get seven and a half on 14 at Pinnacle.
1: Yeah, there you go.
2: Yeah. I think this is a game where um, I mean, first off, Indy's plus forty one in turnover EPA this year. Houston's minus 30 and if you take away their game on Thanksgiving where they were like plus 12 it's like even you know it's 12 less but that's a difference of 71 um, points based on turnovers between these two teams um that's that's ginormous and you don't really expect Deshaun Sean Watson to be someone who's gonna throw a ton of interceptions it's I mean like a large part of that's been fumble luck um I think this number I, I think that there's market is pricing in potentially the fact that Houston just may not have anything to play for. And I think it, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not a psychologist. I don't know what, uh, if Romeo Cornell has lost the team, but it seems, he seems like a guy that people like players seem to like him. I don't know. I'm not pricing in anything regarding that. And so that's why I like Houston.
1: I'll say this about this game, which I haven't bet straight, but at seven and a half minus half minus one fourteen, actually, I would bet that to be completely honest. So I made a play on a divisional future, the Titans are minus one sixty versus you, the Colts, and so you can you check like and that, see right? where your price was. Yeah, that's like no, like, like sixty one yeah. and a half percent break yeah. even, and I'm like sixty four and a half percent true line minus one eighty three, oh. I believe. So I make it
2: minus two twenty
1: five. Wow, so you're even I make higher than me. Sixty
2: nine point two. I, I like Tennessee. Awesome. I, I, I'm, well, so, I'm, high, I'm bullish on Tennessee. I'm bearish on Indy, just in general.
1: Right, and, and so this is the thing. Like Tennessee has the tiebreaker, and they both are nine and four. And so for me, I think where the edge lies, though, is this week itself. And it's the fact that more than likely, I don't think the market was pricing that Tennessee is now going to be going up against what is more than likely not Matthew Stafford under center for Detroit. And I think the market is mispricing Houston, Indianapolis. I haven't taken plus seven. I would definitely take seven and a half if that's going to be available in a few days. I have it closer to five. So I like the Houston side to some extent. And so I think that really the majority of that market discrepancy between your number, my number, and then the minus-160 price is, I think, the two matchups that those teams have this week. That's a good explanation. I like it. Next up. I'm glad
2: you lean the same way. Um, next up. Where are we going? Where are we
1: going here? Let me plug that. I wrote an article about that minus-160. Uh, it went up yesterday. Sweet. Check my Twitter I feed. Better, I
2: better – like, I have some, I have some Tennessee – You're going to get week, seven more readers for that. Weeks. Good for you. Thank you. Um so okay so the rest uh, so I like Las Vegas um that's down to that's back down to minus 3 that's tomorrow um
3: that's i mean Las Vegas started
2: out the season very well they were an average of a plus 3.3 game grade the first 11 weeks they're a negative 7.7 their last 3 games um and during those games they're negative 33 in turnover epa um from turnover so basically they're losing double digit points Uh, per game the last three games due to turnovers and it's hard to win when you're doing that they got blown out by atlanta um they just have not looked good but again i think that they you know recency does matter but you can't throw out the body of work and i mean are they preston you have to tell me this are they substantially less healthy right now than they were i I don't don't, think they are i don't think they they
1: are josh jacobs i think missed some games but like how effective is he as a running back or how impactful is he right. ultimately? Um, I think they're probably better with him, but nothing that should explain the last few results. I, I'm, I'm 4.2 for what it's worth. You can get, I think, Pinnacle's minus three, almost plus money right now. So, uh, yeah, I would lean your way for sure. I haven't bet this one either, but we'll yeah, see where minus, it goes. To
2: I took minus three um, Monday morning. But, I mean, the Chargers are – they have a below average game grade, according to my numbers, each of the last six games. Um, so that's, I just don't think they're that good. I think people, there's this notion because Ed Teach keeps pushing them, I guess. Um, I don't know that that they're, it, they're good. Like Herbert somehow has like a, he has a good
1: QBR actually, but. Can actually, uh, let me say something. I'm going to interrupt because that's what Jeff usually does. But this whole Chargers thing, I found it interesting, like even in mainstream media, which I'm more involved with. People have talked up.
0: For the record, you very politely interrupted, which is not what I would do. You just keep
1: talking over them until they finally just feel like they have to stop. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, But this Chargers thing is interesting because I think people are trying to be smarter. And in the act of trying to be smarter and talking about how the Chargers have lost all these one-score games and how they actually are a better team than, you know, what the box scores have said and they're performing better and they've maybe been unlucky in certain situations and Anthony Lynn this and that. But by talking about that, like, it's not Ed Teach. Like, he's not, you know – Affecting he said he was wrong Chargers on the Chargers, market. by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know he was before the season, but like he's not affecting and impacting the Chargers market at this point in Week 15. But I think the perception of the Chargers has gotten like cute sharp, if that's like a term I can I can put it. Like people are saying, it's "Oh trendy. yeah, the Chargers are actually better than their record," which is probably true a few weeks ago. But like I'm not sure if it's that's the case anymore, especially when they're going by Raiders team that obviously, like you said, are, have been underachieving the last few weeks. So it's just interesting where the Chargers dynamic has gone from. Everyone, most people, the common viewer will say, they suck. Like, they can't win games. Anthony Lynn's awful. Then you're like, oh, well, let's try to be smarter about it. Actually, the Chargers are good. Or The fact of the matter is, like, the Raiders are still quite a bit better than the Chargers, in my opinion. So, I think 4.2 is fair. I don't even know if you said what your number is. Are you higher than that even? Like, five range?
0: Yeah, a little over, um, a little over five. Maybe it was the three sharp on, professional betters on tan that also moved the Ravens game. So, I'm not sure if you guys saw that reported. Wait, what was I, it? I missed it. Did they report that the sharp betters on Sorry. Tan moved the line? Is I mean, that news? Tan lady? reported that there's three sharp betters that are on Tan moved the line. It was uh, it, I think uh, Sizzle like did one of those screenshotted it circled it, and made a joke about it. Sizzle's our screenshotter. He shares all the things, all the people
2: that I can't access anymore, like Darren Ravel. He,
0: he must have share. so many burner accounts to get access to these different people that he doesn't that no longer let him follow him. I only
1: think you need one. This could now, be a Jeff. girl
0: for all we know too. So we shouldn't just gender assume that he's a boy. Fair
1: right? enough. Have you guys ever not bet a game and then regretted that you didn't bet it? And then you look back at the box score and realize it wouldn't have won. And then you just, the feeling inside you get that you saved money. Yes. Like the Suns. all yes. I do is bet the Suns every preseason. All I do is get four points of closing line value and then lose. And I finally passed because LeBron and Anthony Davis were playing tonight. I'm um, plus four and it got to like three and a half and then they were up 13 within like four minutes. And I hadn't looked at the score since and they lost by five. So I'm just extremely, extremely happy right now. I love it you, so Preston. Funny.
0: But it's... you just, you just quoted out about a game that you didn't actually bet. And it he wasn't was even sweating like the game, game that you didn't it was bet.
1: An NBA preseason game. Uh-huh. I was sweating one glance at the app. That was that was the sweat right there. I mean it, it was a
2: fine. one glance sweat. It, it was a light it was a little it was a little bit yeah, of it was light a, it was a sweat of a game was right some in. light
0: moisture. I wasn't talking about the sweat. I got no problem with the sweat. It was just the the explanation of the relief, which was which was awesome.
1: Um, should we continue through the NFL? I mean I
0: <laughs> absolutely Jeff,
1: what have you guys been in the NFL? Have you guys fired yet?
0: We only have two games. We have what, we have Pats uh, and then Pats and the Vikings. The Vikings. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we have games. had uh, very few NFL pre games this year. We probably have averaged like anywhere between three to five pre games, and we're not. When betting- you hit eighty
1: seven percent at halftime, why would you bet before the game starts? <laughs> That's a good exactly.
0: Point. I'm thinking of quadrupling my NFL uh, second half betting, and when I do, I'll let you know. So you let me know. can go the other side. Yes. You know, I think what you should. <laughs> you should yeah. cut your. I think you should quadruple your pregame betting and cut your second half betting because the do factor dude i'm i'm like i feel like our second half nfl right now is impervious to, to jinxing so that's that's something because i've been well, talking we know, about we
1: tested it though too like three weeks ago you sent me one of your second halves and i bet it and you're on a 22 and one run and the only one you're <laughs> you on
2: a 22 and one run with second half no, but it's probably it was, not that it's, good it's, but
0: it's been pretty good
1: and yeah. R- I mean, every time I've
0: sent you fire one I- this time, Rufus, they've, they've, it's one. Sent, you sent Just me the,
2: the Ravens-Browns over, which yeah. I, like, showed four cents of value on it. And, you you know, I know how – I know you're, like, fire you're away. Like fire. fire away. Yeah. Four cents is four cents. Four cents. Exactly. Four <laughs> cents plus the Jeff. Hey, real quick, there was, I wrote
1: an article on Sunday night that never ended up getting published. But the two games I showed value on early, look, Sunday night, Vikings minus three, although it's priced out a little more now. Most of them are minus 120. Um, and then the other was the Saints, which I didn't want to bet, though, because I'm not sure if Breeze is going to play or not. No, he's and definitely I'm curious, playing. curious because you guys are both pro Saints. Was that announced today? I may have missed Well, it. I just – I mean, based on the line, like, uh, if, if – if Well, Breeze move four playing. to three, like, does someone know? Or do you think it, with Taysom Hill this should still be three?
2: No, I, th- I think if, if Breeze were playing, it would be less than three.
1: Well, of course. But do you think – so you think this is fair, though, if Hill plays?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. I don't. I, I don't. I, I, don't, I, I, don't. I, I, I would it, bet – I would bet you, minus three smaller. I think if, you, if Hills, for I make
2: sure. it minus, Kansas City minus three
1: point. Oh, you like Kansas City? If Hills playing, I think it should be closer to five and a half. And if Breeze was playing, I have a one point seven. So I would have bet plus four for sure. But I ended up passing because he's just like a question mark, and I didn't want to play anything yet until I know who's actually playing. I'm I'm dubious that Breeze is playing. So basically I'm I think dubious the, the that drop-off Brees from Breeze to Hill is like 3.8 points I'm me. dubious
0: that that's, that's that big a drop-off. I'm dubious which, that you're dubious.
1: Which through a number three is actually probably more value than most 3.8 points. So, yeah. I don't know. I love of Hill. You know, alumni represent. But yeah, uh, I hope Breeze plays just because I want to see where they're at there. But I might bet Kansas City if Hill's a go and it's a
0: did you Did you guys – I mean, we all probably watched that Philly game last week. I mean, how much – if you had a blame pie, how much of the blame pie would have gone to Taysom Hill in that game?
1: Well, all the, uh, not much. He threw one pick, but, I mean, his his numbers were fine in general. He made one deep ball that was great. and it was a Sanders? I think, in the end zone for a TD. Uh, and he he didn't run very effectively. I think that's – if I think Peyton's kind of trying to limit how much they run him, but then they're down 17-0. You can't run him as frequently either. But I will say this, in all of the NFL guys, like ESPN, anywhere else that – used to play and they're like oh well that was an obvious result they didn't say it you know until after the fact but it was an obvious result like no one's seen Jalen Hurts play yet like we don't have any game film on Jalen Hurts like of course the Saints defense that had given up two touchdowns in like 50 possessions of course they struggled against Jalen Hurts so now whoever plays Jalen Hurts this Sunday will be fine I think it's Arizona right like they're gonna blow him out but that's the discussion now after the fact but I don't know I think Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia might just be a little bit better than people are giving credit for i think philadelphia and i think it's more a hit and knock on like how bad carson wentz has been as a whole to be completely honest but uh yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens because we really only have one data point but i i didn't really knock the saints too much but i I think it was a little bit surprising their defense was so poor in the first half
2: preston i think clearly the strategy should be for teams now to just Put in new quarterbacks every week, like, yeah, like the, your long the, snappers. For all the big weeks, you could, just, you could just
1: roster three long snappers and then f- at least thirteen quarterbacks, and
2: it'll be amazing. It's a
1: good point.
2: You, you have you have your, your deep long snapper, your medium long snapper, and your punt long snapper. But I, I so I um in regard so I actually show value in Arizona this week actually, um and I took Arizona minus five and a half. I make it minus eight and a half true price. But well,
0: what would you what would you make it if it was Carson Wentz in there? Um, I would probably make. Yeah,
2: honestly, I probably I, I probably wouldn't make it as high. That's what I'm saying. So, you right, hate it, it, young
0: right, I hate quarterbacks. Young, well there's Jeff, Jeff, do you know, Jeff, Jeff, are, do you you know hate I hate them.
2: young quarterbacks?
0: Because historically they don't do well. Because
2: the data even and and even just I'm not I am throwing out the stuff like, you know, but, twenty so years about, ago there. Like about, this is literally I mean, look at what like two has struggled. Herbert's played pretty pretty well, actually. But I mean, it, it's just even if you like, even though Hertz played well last week
0: you're going to have some bumps. You're going to have some growing pains. Like, okay, so Joe Burrow – so this is, this is sort of – here's the problem with this, and, and we've said this all along, and I have, no long, I have no idea how far back your sample size goes that you're using. Forever. But the way, the way no, that we forever. have – the way that we let young quarterbacks play now when we used to not let them play for a long time – it, especially like the really good ones that got drafted early, they would they would keep those guys under wraps for a few years.
2: Yep. Jeff, and that's just, what I'm saying. I've actually looked and made sure that this Well, is that's why ec- I asked like, you.
0: Like, I don't know how far your thing goes back. But, like, my point is – my point is that – and then you just did, like, a random sample set of rookie quarterbacks this year and you took out the fact that Joe Burrow had played pretty well this year, I would assume, right? Yeah,
2: the Bengals played – well, he's – for a rookie, he's played well. I wouldn't say he's – I mean, how much? How much is the fact that the Bengals just suck versus, like?
0: I mean, he. I think he played pretty well, Rufus. Okay, the, the
2: Bengals have been bad. Is a
1: pretty all right. Yeah.
2: The Bengals have been bad as a team, though.
0: Agree. Uh, I think that's very hard to disagree with. Yes, I agree.
2: Where would would you say Burrow w- was playing like a above league average quarterback this year? He was below. He's twenty fourth yeah, in below. QBR. Exactly. Hurts is being priced as if. I mean, uh, we Would you say Hurts is an above league average quarterback right now? Going forward, twenty second in EPA. Hurts oh, is right, but no, I'm just.
1: Uh, no, I'm talking about Burrow. Not Burrow. Okay, yeah, but I'm just, just saying. Was looking. I was curious.
2: Like I would not. Pri- I would price Hurts like a bottom five quarterback right now, probably.
1: So Nick Foles, Gardner Minshew, Drew Locke range.
2: I would probably. Ra- yeah, I mean just. Like, that's not to say that it Hurts, obviously, I think Hurts could be way better, but I just don't think – I think it takes time and experience. And it's very rare for somebody to come in and light the league on fire.
0: Would you guys buy or sell an Oklahoma quarterback right now as, with their opportunity in the NFL? It's fascinating, right, to think about all these Oklahoma quarterbacks that have come into the NFL and are you talking about like, the Riley centered ones. He, I, the last yeah. few years are I'm all, not. I'm, not no, I'm, talking I'm talking about the Riley centered. I'm talking about the Riley centered ones. What? I mean,
2: Hurts is more of an Alabama quarterback in my mind, but
0: no. But I mean, his best year was with Oklahoma, right? From a statistical standpoint. Well, that's yeah. it's the year he threw the most. Right. He had a very odd. He had a very I, odd Alabama I, career, right? He came in and it looked like he was going to be amazing, and. And he
1: um,
2: was good. It's just the two was better or was I think I be. think the
1: Mayf- I think the Mayfield one's the biggest I think that's the most intriguing talking point just outside of the betting of this all because like he went from uh, walk on to transferring to quarterback under Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma and I don't so even number recall. One overall he he walk- won the, walk- the Heisman to the, so the number one overall pick to being bad for a Browns that weren't coached well at all and had nothing in place that are now fixing that. We've seen it. To, like, the last month performing really well. He's ninth in QBR as a whole this season. He's, I think, 12th in EPA amongst quarterbacks. Like, Baker Mayfield actually is, like, if the best, I think, case study has enough because Heather Murray and what he does with his legs has been, you know, fascinating and Arizona's good. But, like, if Baker Mayfield has made it, then theoretically so can the others, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay,
2: but, but, uh, but, but, but Preston, would you say there's some correlation w- between how Baker Mayfield, how Jalen Hurts, um, and, and how Kyler Murray end up playing in the NFL? Would uh, you say
1: no. Correlated to what they like learned at Oklahoma or something?
2: No, just, just overall. If I told you that Baker Mayfield ends up becoming a Hall of Famer, conditional on that, would you say Kyler Murray is going to be better or worse than if I didn't tell you that?
1: Oh, I don't know if there's any correlation. It's just like the possibilities, certainly. But yeah, like Kyler Murray, I mean, he was wasn't he drafted eighth or ninth by the Athletics? Like he was going to go pro in Major League Baseball. There's another one. Oh, now I'm the right. number one pick in the NFL. I might as well go pro there. But it definitely has a lot to do with what they what happened and their their body of work in college. I what, but I don't think if Baker Mayfield like. Just because Baker Mayfield is good, it doesn't make Kyler Murray good.
2: No, it doesn't, like, but I'm saying – But I think it's, but it's but definitely does, more
1: possible than if, like, none of them are good. that The okay. fourth quarterback has a chance. I understand. Like if I understand in two fingers, right, right. I'm
2: not saying 100% correlation, but you are saying the conditional no, that conditional on knowing this, Baker was, Mayfield became a Hall of Famer, you would you, – you think it's – The possibilities are – if all three of these guys
1: busted you, – Your and, expectation and Riley Kyler had Kyler Murray – Yeah.
0: Like
1: if, if, if all three of these guys busted and there was another Lincoln-Riley quarterback in a few years, Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler. He's okay.
2: a draft and, he, and he
1: goes and he gets drafted. Let's say he won't, but like, let's say he did like, I would say that there's more evidence that it didn't work in the NFL than had Baker Mayfield worked. And the other two don't that the fourth guy, I think, yeah, there's probably a correlation there that it's at least more possible than if all three had just totally botched it. Um, but how to like quantify that correlation. Exactly? I mean, but then, I, then the I question is,
2: my question was literally just saying, okay, if you knew Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. was very successful and like you were in a, you, you just somehow hadn't observed Kyler Murray, he played at the same time. You would expect, given that, that Kyler Murray would be you ex- your I guess—mean expectation for him would be a little bit higher than it would be had I not told you that information. I guess now that I've it. thought
1: about it for two minutes, I'm not sure I know the answer to that, or I feel confident in saying one way or the other. To be honest, I just—I mean—I think there actually maybe maybe, maybe there is more of a correlation maybe. than I actually originally was was thinking. I don't and mean know. his preparedness I guess, and his so system, Rufus, whatever you realize, somehow. You, you yeah. realize
0: this was the root of this entire question that I started. Yeah, exactly. With um mm-hmm. i think right. the only thing that would change people's opinion if it is it on the extreme i think if all of them turn out to be really good spencer rattler probably gets drafted higher if all of them turn out to be really bad spencer rattler doesn't get drafted if they're all reasonable or yeah. all like or some up or down no one's gonna really think now either. what's interesting
1: is that's just the perception though now whether or not it actually makes rattler's chances of being and staying as a quarterback in the NFL different, who knows, but the perceptions certainly all change.
0: Yeah. All right. Well we'll just have to wait for Spencer Rattler to come out. So please Spencer. We'll
1: Spencer. Did you guys right, uh, have anything else or is that it for the NFL? Rufus, is that
0: um, it? Can we can we let our Tampa Bay, Atlanta, go?
1: Seattle, Washington, just a couple other good games. Yeah. So um
2: Atlanta it looks like with the line move there um it's it's in territory close to being a play on atlanta i have it is is close to is about four um 3.85 so um i'm if if i it's a kind of game where it's like if i can get a, a number that's a little bit off market just a little like a few cents better i'll play it but i'm probably not going to play it at a widely available number you know got it uh, and i would sort of say the same thing with well, actually, right now, Cleveland Giants is, has been off the board, the question. How do you
1: guys factor in Washington football team, Alex Smith with a hurt calf on the same leg that he had restored versus Dwayne Haskins in the Seattle matchup?
2: I'm assuming Haskins right now. And with Haskins, I make it line 5.7 to Seattle. Mm. Okay. I don't think there's that big a difference between the two. Um I don't actually either. is more of an unknown at this. point I mean, he's like Alex Smith. You like I think Haskins in a way helps Washington's chances of winning. I think it. If I think probably Seattle is a bigger favorite, but if you think about it, Haskins is going to like Haskins is a higher variance guy. Um, just the fact that Alex Smith, just like you know, he's he's um he's always been Mister Low Variance. Yeah. I'm Eric. I think Eric Eager was quoting some numbers to me on his um, like he has the like w- extremely like the ex- extremely low percentage of player of plays that are turnover worthy and and bad throws, but also a really low percentage of like plays that are great. So he's basically just he 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 does fine. He just checks down all the time. I mean,
0: okay, but- so the yeah. I mean haskins to me is the ultimate in the example of like this is a guy that back in the day would never have played early and like since he played poorly like people basically just think there's no chance that guy could ever be a good nfl quarterback um well and i guess i just feel like you know like if you hear things with, that people say about him in college like how completely accurate he was and all this kind of stuff I don't know. I, w- I would take a chance on him. Maybe not this week, but it's interesting that you guys are both saying he's not very much of a downgrade from Smith. So maybe we see some good line move to Seattle and we get a chance to b- back Washington. What's interesting with, is just how good their defense is. The
2: coaching staff gave up on him so soon. And, like, yeah, we like we know what goes on in the locker room, but he's That's obviously I'm like, he's it's doing just, there was some maturity issues. It it's sounds
0: crazy like. to me, to me. I agree
2: because it's, it's like Alex Smith's obviously not the future of that franchise. Like why wouldn't, but at the same time, neither is Kyle Allen. Come on. No, of course not. But, but you know, there's loyalties just like the Turner family, the Allen family and the Turner family, they have to get their Christmas cards from, you know, Rivera needs to get his Christmas cards from those guys. I
1: think there's a chance outside of maybe Rivera What's not his guy or all that type of stuff. Like their defense is really, really good. And it's been even better the last few weeks. They're number two against the past and success rate. Uh, They're 13th against the run, and Seattle has the running backs that are running well, anyways. I think there's a chance that they knew because you're talking about variance, and Haskins obviously a wider distribution, higher variance quarterback. Alex Smith is like the bottom end of the variance range. And they just realized that with our defense being this good, we might, on average, win more games with Alex Smith, or at least be in more with opportunities to win games with him. And so I think they prefer Smith ultimately for that reason because I think they realize, hey, we have like a top tier defense. And this division stinks. Like, we have a real shot at winning Do it. you
2: think they're – How do you Washington think their defense actually is? How about some I Washington, Washington line? money line? Like where, where Preston, where do you rank their defense in the NFL right now?
1: Personally, I have it sixth. That's probably wow. about right, but maybe you're a lot lower than – Yeah, I'm like 20th. How? How are you 20th? Because
2: they hadn't – I mean, they played well in recent weeks, but overall um, –
1: I, I will say I, this. I, think I only said I only said six because that's what I remember. But I'm like it's like seventh max. I'll, let me check now. But like okay. I just did numbers again Monday. I'm I'm outfits. just gonna bet
0: some Washington money line right now. Do you're it. I think
1: I, I think I think if Haskin goes, then it's it's, it's definitely. Tell me what work. price you're getting. I, I just I think Seattle will struggle moving the ball, and I'm as. I've been Russell Wilson-Homer like all year long. Well, well you, Russell, know gonna just, actually, you know they're going to actually run a gonna... lot.
2: Can't, you can't throw the ball to the right side of the field. Do you see what he did against Roethlisberger? It was like a brick wall. It was like Dikembe Matambo over there, just like every time he threw it to the right side, boom. Did you all watch the Pittsburgh-Washington game?
1: I didn't watch most of it. No, I didn't have who any won, Who there. won, Rufus? Was it a close game? The, the football team won.
2: I just like saying that. All right. So wait on the se- so on the season. Let's see. I have Washington. Okay. Rush defense. Um, they've they have been good. They have been good. But I think the thing is, my prior was them being so bad because they were so bad. Um, well, did Chase sure, Young play they, last they're, year? They're
1: loaded with no, defensive talent. Are. Too. Like, and, I'm surprised you're twentieth.
2: Well, that I think it's a flaw in my numbers. To be quite honest, I like because right. Well, he hates they the had, young guys. Had I guess the, the Washington had. Their defense was mismanaged for so many years. I'm a football team fan, so I've like followed this closely. They had like John Barry as a defensive coordinator and then John uh, Taylor. Somebody else. Um John without an H, I think um, I think that was his name. I don't know. He like, but but they had awful coordinators. They had well oh my uh my personal favorite, um Jim Hazlitt. He uh who I once like yelled at at a las vegas locos game like in the first row and he got so upset at me he yelled sh- he turned and yelled shut the fuck up to me it was great because so he was trying to hold a team meeting
1: but yeah, yeah, I, I looked it up rufus it's sixth i remembered correctly adjusted okay. epa they're fifth in the nfl if epa defensively adjusting for schedule um i'm sixth with everything that i incorporate in so yeah that's that's a crazy gap uh, i just shout haven't out moved him enough
2: um, and and I make the number online, like in line with the market here. I just yeah, maybe I'm a little too much. heavy, but I haven't moved them that much just because of how bad. I mean, or they have moved, but it's just they're moving from such a bad spot because that, like, and, and because the defense sure. was so mismanaged. But I mean, Jack Del Rio, if you look at what he's done, he's been successful, basically turning defenses around everywhere he's been. Um, one thought that, one thought I had um, is that, and it's not just him. I mean, if you look at like. Cleveland and Kevin Stefanski and that way that offense has progressed is that, do you think with good coaches, especially new coaches, um, you're going to see teams improve throughout the season a little bit more because they haven't had the practice time.
1: So. More rapidly but, or more frequently. Yeah. Well, fair.
2: Defense, especially on the defensive side of the ball, like cohesion is a big thing. It's not just talent. It's about how players play together and, and trusting each other. And all how that was the big
1: story with the chiefs last year is they brought in the new DC and it took them, like, eight or nine, Spagnolo. ten weeks or whatever. And then – or maybe they were changing a scheme then. I thought it was his first year potentially. Spags. But anyway, like, the final 68 weeks of the year, they, like, were much, much better defensively than they were at the start. And everyone was talking about, well, we just had to learn the system and, and figure it out. And then they gave up 24 really quick to start their playoff games. And so I don't know if it actually mm-hmm. was a thing. But that was conversation that I think most people that work in the NFL will say, absolutely, you need some time, especially on the defensive side.
0: All right, let's let's. I have a game I want to play with us to fin- finish this out. Um, unless there's any other games that you have value in, Rufus, that you want to talk about. Um, so I like the Packers.
2: I, I do not understand why that number is less than double digits. I took it at eight and a half. No, I, I took I laid seven and a half something, minus money. But hmm. I made have you been pass. betting against
1: Carolina regularly?
2: Yeah. Uh, I've I've leaned against them and, or bet, and or bet against them. I haven't been a big Packers guy but the Packers I mean they're number 1 in the NFL in passing offense according to my numbers. They've they've been they've been really good in areas that are repeatable. They have not been particularly fortunate on in terms of turnover luck. I mean they have been slightly fortunate Correct. but for, for for a team that came in we came in expecting to be like an 8 and 8 team to be 10 and 3 without a, a ton of turnover luck. Like I mean they've it shows they, they've been playing well in areas that are like really fundamental to being a good team. And like Aaron Rodgers probably should be the league MVP right now, even though
1: they're number one in success rate in the league ahead of Kansas city. Number two, like yeah. this
2: isn't a mirage. This is like, they're, they're quite
1: good. Their defense struggles, but it, that may be like speaking to turnovers or the defense is less predictive anyways, in general. Um, interesting. I wonder if you like the Packers as a whole, like in a, in the futures market or if you've taken any of the last few weeks. Okay. So that's, not. let's,
0: let's, let's move to that. Cause that's the yeah. actual question that I want to, want to play the cool. game I want to play. So if we were to do a draft right now and we we're going to do Ooh. Super Bowl, winner, Ooh, what if we did a Calcutta? Well, that would be, maybe we should for on. a podcast.
1: I think that'd be can a, can fi- do that. we a can do that next
0: week. week. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah we, we need to, to get idea, some other though. people on it. Okay. Okay. The whole. I think that's a fantastic idea because Calcuttas are amazing. I, I, I got it, Rufus. It's a great idea. Now can we stop and just talk about the exercise that I want to do, yes. which is if we were to draft right now the Super Bowl winner, that's all you get paid off is the Super Bowl winner. K- Kansas City would be the number one pick for sure, right? There's no arguing that, right?
1: Yes, they would be for me.
0: Rufus, yes, they would I be for you? Number two is
1: probably the same for most of us too. The Saints? Yeah, I think to say it. I think probably. Okay, so
0: number two is the Saints.
1: I hate –
2: the Saints just, to me, don't feel like they have a lot of upside, and I'm also scarred by postseason's past.
0: Is number three, based on what we just talked about, probably Green Bay? No.
2: Pittsburgh. Got to be Pittsburgh over Green Bay. Ooh,
1: I'm a little lower on Pittsburgh. For me, it would be Green Bay just because they're in the conference that doesn't have the Chiefs.
2: Yeah, but you're going to have to beat the Chiefs anyway, most likely.
1: Yeah, but let me see. Okay. More likely to beat the oh, Saints, no, 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 than nope. the Steelers are to beat the Chiefs.
2: False. I actually have Green Bay too. 10 I have Green Bay 10.4% Pittsburgh 9.2. Okay,
1: so, so there you go. So, oh, so yeah. where are the Saints? Fourth?
2: No, no, Saints are 22%. I'm just saying. Oh, okay, so Green first, Bay's third. Yeah.
1: Got you. Okay. okay. I, I, I have the, I have the Ravens still uh if they were to, like, for sure would have a better shot than Pittsburgh if they were to make the playoff. They're not 100% Ooh, to make the playoff
2: conditional yet. Conditional on that, really? So, so, so conditional, I
1: probably, at this point, they're, like, 90% probably to make the playoff.
2: 90, I have 93%, but I still have them yeah. only as 7% to make the Super Bowl, and I have
1: Pittsburgh 19% to make the Super Bowl. So Wow, you're still pretty Big heavy difference. on Pittsburgh then. If it's, man, they were me. Buffalo's making a run-up too, though. I think they would be, like, the sexy pick, like, number five or six. With
2: yeah, I got them 11%. I have the Chiefs as a coin flip to make the Super Bowl, and I know I'm probably low.
0: Okay, so wait. So we just said we went through this, and yeah, we, got yeah. we got to basically. We got to. We got to Green Bay. We got to Pittsburgh. But and wait, would you, the, Preston? You'd make Pittsburgh four.
1: No. Who's four? For I, I, I would. I would bet that I would take awful. the extra like. Seven to ten percent, the Ravens maybe miss the playoffs. I would just go Ravens that they make it. Yeah, but
2: but okay, they and make, I don't think the they make the, of the playoffs. Pittsburgh they're going to be playing on the road.
1: Yeah, that's not a huge thing this time around. Yeah, this time. And it may be the, the Steelers. If the Steelers got the one seed, it would suck. But I, I, I'm I'm betting on that. I think they're a I lower think they're seed a little longer. But Ravens probably. Uh, then I would go Steelers. Then I would go Bills. Then I would go Rams.
2: The thing is, Pittsburgh, if they're in, is the number two. They're not going to have to play Kansas City until the. Until the conference championship, whereas Baltimore is going to have to face them earlier, so they'll I, just, have to I go think through the Ravens for are for slightly sure.
1: better than the Steelers, anyway. Still, uh, that's, that's what it's con- conditional. on for me, and so I just need them in the playoff, and so, I feel pretty good about it.
2: Since what I mean, it feels like look at the number like the the betting market or the betting line Pittsburgh Baltimore a few weeks ago. I mean, Pittsburgh was clearly priced as the better team by a fairly wide margin.
1: And the time they played before that a few weeks before, well, that's because the Ravens or, or, did COVID. They had, sorry. They had sorry I mean, no, the quarterback, but
2: even before that, like the no, Ravens were like, that, no, four Ravens four were at home. home. You're right. The Ravens, the Ravens, Ravens the
1: doesn't home. have COVID in his mom. Ravens
2: were so four at home. Good.
1: You're right. Sorry. There's three All and right, a half, maybe some places, but yeah, I, I would just, that I would take the gamble on the Ravens. I think there's more upside there, but if you wanted a long shot, the team, I would take a shot on that, uh, I still think has the potential just because their offense is so dang good is the Seahawks. And I'd probably draft them higher than most people.
2: Okay. Yeah. And by, so, by the way, actually, I only have Pittsburgh half a point better than the Ravens, but yet I still have their Super Bowl probability so different, which to me must mean the path through the playoffs. is the going path, to much yeah. better. Well, the
1: Steelers have a pretty good shot still at maybe getting the one, not, not a good shot, but there's a chance they get the one seat if the chiefs drop one or something. Yeah. So that, that's, that's a lot of it there.
0: Okay. So if we did a Calcutta, would you guys want to do a, a Calcutta where the Super Bowl winner wins 100% of the pot? No, we got to make it a little more
2: fun than that. All
1: right. yeah, you have a percentage points for each win. Yeah.
2: Okay. And we could have something for like, I don't know. Biggest blowout? Yeah. we so Something fun in there too. Or, or something for the team that... The
3: something
2: team Jets that is, related? The team... Yeah. No, you're right. We need to have non-playoff team... melt. Yeah, like the team that gets the number one pick, gets a certain amount too, like 2%
1: of the pot or something. You, but, so. so
0: you're saying start it from next week going forward or something. So we're, we're drafting every team? Mm-hmm.
1: Every, no, every, I wasn't thinking that, but I was, I was just thinking. No, that's
0: it. too complicated. It okay. was make things too so just complicated.
1: Just the playoffs. I like games, man. That's one
2: thing that is, you know, to be yeah. true. Have you played like Pandemic?
0: Games. Have you played Pandemic? Maybe. Not recently. Yeah. Supposedly, it's, it's – I, it I played it back in d- March. Supposedly, it has a very different tone now because of what's happened this year.
1: Oh, I did. I played that. I just—that's interesting. My mom got that for like my brother or sister for Christmas a few Christmases ago, and yeah. we—I played that once. Play and now everything's once. gone to hell. Yeah. We'll see
0: how it feels.
2: Do you remember Ed okay. Miller's tweet? It let New Year's last year. He's like, any year that where there isn't global, where there isn't global war, or there isn't a world war or a global <laughs> pandemic, is a good year. Like we've had. You know, this was a good year. Hopeful, hopeful, next year will also be a good year. And then this year we have a global pandemic.
0: All right.
1: Let's do this. We'll figure it out next week. We'll get a couple more people on. It'll be fun. Yeah. I like
2: let's
0: that. Let's do idea. it. Okay.
1: Or maybe not next uh, week. Sorry. If we're only doing playoffs we'll, a couple weeks, but you know what I mean. We can
2: do it right uh, before no, the playoffs. I think doing it before while, while we still have some uncertainty in who makes the playoffs. There's more so maybe just making the playoffs,
1: you on. get like 1%. Yeah, let's do it.
0: Let's, okay. like, next week is a holiday. Let's find a couple other people. Let's do it. playoff wins are worth a certain amount we'll come up with uh
2: hell we can even ask i mean people on twitter can suggest payout structures they want to see i'm gonna have to create a
0: spreadsheet it'll be fun it's uh, hard gonna have to get my hands dirty you'll get your assistant to do it. it's fine that's true all right guys thanks for listening and uh with that we'll talk to you guys next week when we'll do a live calcutta You just wait
1: you knows the numbers in the simulator system to break down the data analytically driven media coverage sports gambling is pathetic the bottom line is falling down it seems like they don't get it
3: puppeggi are but the end running off a lettu.